people are looking for these skills, especially if you want to get into digital somehow. These are skills that people want. So I think learning this stuff will never be a waste of money. Hello and welcome to another episode of TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about vegan things, social media things, tech things, trending topics, whatever we really feel like. Would you rather questions? Yeah, sometimes we just do straight up <laughs> Q&A. But today we're talking about something that we both really enjoy doing. Would you call it a hobby? Is it a hobby? Um, it definitely started as a hobby. I don't know if it is a hobby now anymore. Now it's a full-on addiction. I mean, I guess it's a hobby in a sense that we don't really make money from it. Yeah, is that the definition of a hobby? I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's a hobby. We're talking about photography and videography? Yeah. For the interwebs? <laughs> and I guess basically like how we got started in it? Yeah. And like how we developed skills in it, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. legit. <laughs> okay. Devin, you didn't go to school for videography initially. No. And I mean, I guess you technically didn't just for videography. You went no. for media, right? Yeah. So how did you get into video? Uh, I started watching YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. So I had a point and shoot camera, like one of those old the school. The Canon, little... bright red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saw that Avril Lavigne commercial. And I was like, <laughs> I want that. I have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of started filming videos of like cottage yeah our friends when we were hanging out and then i would edit those together using windows those are not maker. available to the public anymore rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kept doing it kept doing it and then i started i would do like yearly roundup montage videos yes, those were the best and those got a reputation for being like a big thing and i was yeah. like oh these are really fun to make and i i still enjoyed watching youtube so then i decided how can I like go to school for this or do something with this? Cause I really like it. Um, so I dropped out of university cause I was like, bye, <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye 500 person classes. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into a college program that was called interactive media design. And it had like, it taught videography and editing, but it also taught other aspects of digital media, like photography and graphic design and web development and animation and blah, blah, blah. Because I felt like I didn't want to just have videography as a skill. I wanted mm -hmm. to have all the other complementary ones. to be ones. diverse, yeah. Yeah, so I did that. And that's how I learned how to shoot on a DSLR camera. Yeah. And I guess some more proper ways to edit. Like, I guess. I moved out of Windows Movie Maker because I got a Mac. And then And because school... you should move out of Windows uh, Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah, everyone should at some time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, I guess I probably went, what's iMovie? Next would be yeah. iMovie because I got a Mac. Yeah. And then the software that the school had was Adobe Premiere. Premier. So I used that. Yeah. And Which I think is what most schools have. I think so. Yeah. I don't think anybody really uses Final Cut in school yeah. anymore because well, it's not great anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, how I got into videography and photography. I guess. Yeah. Um, I was never really into videography, I guess is the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. photography is still my main thing. Yeah. Um, I always liked photography from when I was younger. I have an uncle who's a full-time photographer. So it's always kind of been in the family type thing. And I've always like admired it. When I was younger, I always wanted to be a photographer. But I think that was mainly just because I saw how cool his job was. Not mm -hmm. necessarily because I really liked photography yeah. at that point. Um, got kind of talked out of it, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> 
Um, and then pursued other things and didn't really think about photography for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started photography again in university, my first round <laughs> of schooling, <laughs> um, when I started my own blog and I just borrowed my brother's old photography stuff because he used to do photography for weddings and things and he went to school for like photojournalism. Um, so I borrowed one of his old cameras, just kind of started playing around with it. I think it was a Nikon. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked it. Uh, I also had a point and shoot before that too, which who didn't, <laughs> right? I feel like people don't anymore. I know people probably go straight to a DSLR now, or they use their phone, or they use most their phones phone. Are yeah, equivalent to a point and shoot now. Um, but yeah, I just started kind of playing around with it. Liked it. Still didn't really get fully into it. Like I, I kind of didn't really get fully into it until like this mm-hmm. our blog. Yeah, uh, until I actually started like taking it seriously and like wanting to learn more about it. Um. But yeah, I upgraded. I wanted my own camera. I had this weird thing about like, I didn't want to keep using my brother's camera. I wanted my own thing. Um, So bought a really cheap Rebel Mm -hmm. T5. It was like 500 bucks with a tripod and a classic uh, camera case Um, for like 500 bucks. Super cheap. Liked it a lot. It did its job. Upgraded recently to a Canon 80D when, again, we started taking it more seriously, I think, too, when we started realizing this actually kind of has a future. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but all my stuff is kind of self-taught. I didn't go to school for photography or any kind of media thing. It's just kind of trial and error, just mm-hmm. kind of playing around with things. Uh, but yeah, no, it just kind of grew, what, three years ago, maybe? Less? I, yeah, pretty yeah. much. But yeah, no, photography's always kind of just been in my life, though, because I have relatives who are in photography, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Um. Should we talk about how we, like, look to improving our skills and what little things we'd maybe recommend for people who are interested in it but don't necessarily want to go to school for it fully or, like, starter stuff they could do or, what like, little things here and there that you could help to improve your photography? Yeah. Or videography. The first thing to discuss, I feel like, do you think you even need to go to school for this anymore? I don't. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. And I think my photography is pretty good. Um, I think with all the resources you can get on YouTube and online, there's a lot of people who are willing to offer free or if not free, like really low cost courses that you can take online that get you the basics. And I think most of the stuff you're going to learn about videography and photography is stuff you kind of have to learn on your own anyways. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of stuff is figuring out how to use a camera, what each setting kind of does, everything else you kind of have to work your own way through it and figure it out for yourself Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you i don't think you need to go to school for it i don't think so either um especially if you're going into photography and videography for the internet Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a totally it's not a textbook yeah whereas like if you're trying to go into broadcasting or traditional media, it's like big corporations that are running it they expect a certain way for it to go and all that stuff but yeah or I don't know some of the more high-tech lighting stuff that can go into Mm -hmm. photography like when you use certain lights and a flash and all the yeah there's so much but (laughs) we're doing just fine without that and I think we also kind of like keeping it minimal like that Mm -hmm. and that comes from the fact that we didn't really go to school formally for these things yeah like there's probably a lot of stuff that any like professional videographer or photographer would cringe at us doing without a doubt but like it works if it produces quality product what does it matter how you got there Mm -hmm. and i mean you learn a lot just from doing it right Mm -hmm. so we've improved so much just since we started because you just do it 
and you see how your work turns out yeah and then you also look up things to learn more often right exactly because we're continually trying to improve so i would say don't go to school or go to school on youtube (laughs) don't go to school (laughs) go to the school of youtube yeah youtube or just even google like you don't even need to go to youtube like i use youtube a lot for there's certain accounts that i really like the bite shot Mm -hmm. and peter mckinnon are amazing for photography um there's a couple others i can't remember the names though but there's a lot of awesome photography ones on youtube right now i don't know so much for videography i mean peter mckinnon would Mm -hmm. also be videography but i don't necessarily look up videography that much so yeah for me like there's certain techniques in videography that i look up but mostly it's just see it's movement and Mm -hmm. it's um color and it's lighting and stuff like that and then music yeah how people use music and edit to the music that's a huge thing would you um because you know we talked about how we obviously started on point and shoots which are pretty much non-existent now (laughs) would you recommend people get a dslr like right away yes and no so like my sister wants to get into photography and i said use mom's camera like Mm -hmm. that's what i learned on which was a canon t2i okay yeah no it's still it's it's still a dslr basically exactly and it has a 50 mil lens for it so i said like you're gonna get quality photos and you can learn how the menu works you can Mm -hmm. learn what each setting means so if you know somebody who has maybe an extra camera or something one of their old cameras exactly i would borrow and i would learn on that first or you pick up like a cheap dslr especially if you don't necessarily know what brand of camera you might want yeah like i mean there's certain ones that are better for certain things but like if you don't know like maybe you just want to like get into both videography and thing and you like borrow someone's canon and you realize you really don't like working with canon that way you know not to buy a canon like start by borrowing things to see Mm. what you like like i mean i started a nikon and i think i liked it but i like canon a lot more Mm -hmm. since buying one so (laughs) yeah i like i started on canon and then i switched to sony not because i didn't like canon but because canon charges you so much money for more frame rates yeah like. and i mean i feel like sony is more video focused i think they are than canon is yeah they're definitely up their game for like consumer level dslrs that mm-hmm. are good for video production yeah and i mean i think canon's trying to keep up yeah. but the, it still seems like their main focus might be photography yeah I and they so have too. great lenses for it so mm-hmm. i don't blame them Um, But yeah, no, I would recommend borrowing if you can, or even like finding places that have like rentals, Mm -hmm. maybe to test it out and see how you like it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you have someone who's not using their camera very often, play around with it. It's like, get used to it before you invest money in a camera. Yeah, because you don't need an expensive camera or an expensive lens to learn what shutter speed does, to yeah, learn well, what like, aperture is. Like, I told you, my first camera was 500 bucks. Yeah. I mean, my first camera was technically one I borrowed from my brother. I don't, I think it was an expensive camera when he first bought it. Yeah. Um, but it was an old camera. But my first one out of that was 500 bucks, including a tripod and a thing. So the camera itself was probably cheaper than 500. Um, and we got, like, and we use that for majority of our photos. We only recently upgraded to the ADD for photos. Mm-hmm. So a majority of our photos came out of a cheap pretty cheap camera body so yeah and like when i was using my mom's canon i used that for two years the whole time i was in college i used her camera Mm -hmm. and that's how i learned photography and that's how i learned videography on dslr and then i got out of college it was like three months out of college 
and I had like a couple freelance gigs under my belt and I was like I really want to put this money towards a good camera Mm -hmm. because that's what I want to be doing I want so I invested in the Sony camera that we shoot on we shot all our videos on yeah and then I got a second Sony camera too (laughs) (laughs) now we have two we shoot on um but like your first one too you got on Kijiji right Yes. So my, that's another place to look when you're first starting out. Like, look for a used camera. Yeah, 100%. Mine was mine was a really good deal, and it was very gently used. Like, not a lot of photos on it. The guy just had upgraded to a different camera. Like, he wanted something smaller. Yeah. And this camera had literally everything I wanted. I don't know if they even still make it. I don't know. Because I don't see it on the market anymore. But even the lens alone is a really good lens an Mm -hmm. expensive lens so i would highly recommend checking kijiji facebook marketplace yeah because you can actually find really good deals sometimes yeah yeah no i would definitely i mean i was i've never bought any of my camera equipment off it but i've always been like searching like i have so many facebook marketplace Mm -hmm. uh alerts yeah for when things happen in new categories (laughs) and photography is like one of the main ones Mm -hmm. anytime it happens Um, But yeah, no, I would definitely recommend when you're first starting out, don't like break your bank right away Mm -mm. and like start small. (laughs) Yeah. You can always buy another thing later. Yeah. It's okay. And some of the, one of the biggest parts about photography isn't even the settings, it's your composition. Mm -hmm. And that's something you can learn. That's something you can learn with your phone too. Yeah. And practice with your phone. I honestly think one of the main reasons to learn from probably a lower budget camera is because i think when people buy more expensive cameras they expect the photos to be good all the time right because it's an expensive camera but you don't realize how much of your skill has to go into it it's not just how good your camera is Mm -hmm. it's how much how you can compose a photo and how lighting works for you and all this stuff you don't realize how much extra has to go into a photo so i feel like if you were to buy this expensive camera and the photos didn't turn out you'd get really discouraged because you're like what's happening i just spent all this money on a camera and the photos aren't even nice yeah and you don't want to buy a really expensive camera and then just use it on auto settings exactly that's another thing i always recommend people is switch to manual as soon as you can yeah because that's how i learned my camera like i used auto for a while but for maybe a few months and then after actually i'm trying to remember i definitely used auto when i was using my brother's camera when i got my own i think it was a couple months where i switched to manual Mm -hmm. right quickly after that because i realized auto wasn't teaching me anything Mm -hmm. like it was doing everything for me Mm -hmm. so I switched to manual right away and just like got through a lot of shitty photos until I figured out how to use all those settings Mm -hmm. and that really helps you learn and it helps you learn really quickly yeah I I mean I learned all the settings in school I only had one photography class and it was first semester Mm -hmm. but it was enough for me to learn okay this is how shutter and aperture and ISO work and those are the like pretty much the most important parts of using a camera and then you directly apply those to videography yeah that's like one of the most important things that i think you should look up before you like before you take any photo is look up people explaining what aperture does Mm -hmm. what iso does like what all these things do and how it affects your photos in the end if you go higher or lower because understanding that will create such better quality photos in the end yeah that's really all you need to know how to use your camera other than that it's like fine-tuning and getting a little bit more technical but you can do a lot just understanding shutter and aperture and iso Mm -hmm. that like when i fully like i didn't fully understand that stuff when we started this blog yeah um and i like the more i got into it the more i started learning that stuff and as soon as i actually figured it out it 
creating a better quality photo becomes so much easier because you'll take a photo and you're like, oh, I know what needs to be changed here Mm -hmm. because this is the outcome I want, but this is what I'm getting. I know what I need to change to get that Mm -hmm. because you understand what each thing does. So as soon as you get that, you'll be able to create such better quality photos, even with a cheap camera. Yeah. And the other thing is that you can buy like a cheap camera body. And then if you say you really like Canon, so you figure you're going to stick with Canon, just invest in more lenses Mm -hmm. because really the lenses are what make the photos better oh yeah the camera can only take it so far but you put a really nice lens on an okay camera body and you'll see improvements right away for sure well even like so i think um i used the one that the kit lens that came with mine for a while until my boyfriend bought me the 50 mil and the 50 mil literally changed my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's not even an expensive lens like i think it was like 150 bucks yeah it's the like best bang for your buck any beginner photographer will ever get any photographer will ever get because it's a really high quality lens you'll get great photos out of it for a hundred and fifty dollars like there's a lens the next lens i want is a thousand dollars and it's breaking my heart yeah. <laughs> like so like i wish all lenses cost 150 dollars yeah whenever anybody says they want to get something outside the kit lens the first one i say is 50 mil yeah because it's like you said it's good quality and it'll take your photos to that next level that you're ready for like with the extra aperture that you get Mm -hmm. makes such a difference and then it's getting used to having like a prime like a fixed focal length i love yeah yeah and even like what that means for shooting in different spaces Mm -hmm. or like how far away you have to stand and stuff like that like getting used to all those things 50 mil is a great taste of that yeah that's another thing that i like to recommend is getting a fixed lens because i feel like when you have a zoom lens you use it too much like instead of moving the camera or moving closer or further away Mm -hmm. from the subject you're just zooming in or zooming Mm -hmm. out and that can affect the quality of your photo so i think getting a fixed lens at the beginning gets like teaches you a lot more about like i don't know just even just the composition of it you have to move your camera if you want a different shot it's not just zooming in and getting like doing nothing like twisting the lens so i think getting a fixed lens is really important at the beginning Mm -hmm. at least for me it was i think oh yeah i i mean before i got my sony camera i got a 50 mil lens for my mom's canon Mm -hmm. because i was like i was getting so bored with the (laughs) kit lens yeah i was like i know i want to upgrade to my a new camera but i don't know which one i want yet so let me just do this quick upgrade little to a 50 upgrade. mil yeah just to you know a little change of yeah. scenery you know just to keep me satisfied I, yeah. I always like I recommend updating your kit lens to a 50 mil as soon as you can mm-hmm. because the kit lens you won't get much out of the kit lens no. like I never use my kit lens anymore that's just a shelf decor item now <laughs> yeah like it depends what it depends on the camera for, for video you'd probably get more yeah. out of your um kit lens especially if you're doing anything shooting on autofocus and stuff like that because sometimes different lenses can work better or worse with the autofocus that's built into your camera so and i mean you upgraded to the add which is the add and the 70d are really known for their autofocus Mm -hmm. but i don't know if the autofocus would be as good with your 50 mil versus your kit lens Mm -hmm. just because i don't know it could the focusing on them could be different yeah um so for video you might get more you might be surprised with your kit lens. And I think having the zoom a bit ability on um, video helps a lot more because 
with photo, like nothing's moving, right? Yeah. You don't run out of time. Whereas when you're shooting a video, it's like, oh, I need to get closer. I need to zoom in. I need to do it right yeah, now before you I miss this moment. You don't have time moment. to change a lens. Exactly. Yeah. Although I really want more lenses too. <laughs> I only have a 50 mil and a 28 mil for my Sony, but those are also um, old school Minolta lenses. Uh, so they're not even new lenses. Yeah. So I just have a 50 mil for my camera. I, the other two are just kit lenses and yeah. the exact same lens. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but my next one is a hundred mil macro. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'm just, just kissing my money goodbye. I know. It's so <laughs> I'm taking hard. time to say goodbye to my money. <laughs> yeah. Fair warning. If you do find yourself getting into videography and photography, that's uh, a slippery slope. It costs a lot of money. Like, especially when you start taking it a little more seriously, like we have to buy lighting equipment that's gonna cost us 250 bucks plus and that's on the low end for lighting oh that's really on the low end um we also are looking to invest in new audio equipment and lenses and like like it adds up so fast yeah but i mean it depends what you're using it for right and we've actually kind of been slow with our upgrades i would say because we should have had lighting like a long time ago. We just, we, it's so hard to say goodbye to money. <laughs> it really is. Especially when you don't have a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, we're investing our own money into this hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not like we're, we're not making money off of video or photography, really. At least not a lot. It's like aspects of our jobs, but it's yeah. not the sole thing that we do. So this is literally just what we make from our full-time jobs going into this hobby of ours. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I would say that getting the camera that I got, like my Sony, has probably been one of the best investments I've ever made. The big Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it got us started with this. Mm -hmm. It works wonders at work. And then it also kind of, kind of in a way, it's like an icebreaker. Like whenever anybody sees me shooting, I can't tell you how many times somebody comes up to me and is like, oh, what are you shooting on? What yeah, do you do? Yeah, I know. And stuff like that. And I was like, it's kind of awesome. And it made me feel like more professional. Like <laughs> yeah. when I walk around with this big camera, people take me seriously, even if like they well, shouldn't. They yeah. assume that I'm... And your camera is hefty. Yeah. Like it is a big camera. It's not a small camera. Mine doesn't necessarily look that professional because I have a 50 mil lens yeah. on it. So it's like this nubby little lens on this like tiny yeah. little camera. So yours is like looks like a legit like camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like that it kind of gave me maybe a little bit of false credibility. You have like this validity to you now. Yeah. <laughs> but that gave me the opportunity to go and shoot like I was more experienced. And then by doing that, I have you knew gotten... You what you were doing. Yeah. So I have have gotten more experience just because people take me seriously so i'm like okay yeah i'm, I'm running yeah. with this um but what are we talking about we're talking about gear how expensive it is so expensive yeah. um but i think it's something that everyone should do honestly i think everyone should have some sort of base knowledge in video and photography because i think it's a pretty valuable skill now it is so in demand because of social media, right? Well, that's why, like, so, um, yeah, I want to get into social media. Um, and, like, I went on so many interviews and a lot of people love that I had video experience and love that I mm-hmm. took my own photos and did all this stuff. Like, people are looking for these skills, especially if you want to get into digital somehow. Yeah. So, like, these are skills that people want. So I think learning this stuff will never be a waste of money. No, I don't think so either. Um, should we talk about like the little things that we added to our stuff to make it look more professional? Not that we have had anything added, but like ways or maybe ways that you can save money at the beginning. 
Our little hacks. Our little hacks, yeah. Yeah, we have some good photography hacks. I think so. And we've learned a lot of those from YouTube, to be honest. Yes. And just like people's articles on the web. Um, But like, so one of the things, we don't have any diffusers. No. At all. For windows or anything. Because we shoot everything with natural light. And that can be, it can be pretty harsh light at times if there's no cloud coverage at all. And if the sun is like directly in your path. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead of a diffuser, which we can afford a diffuser. It's like 20 bucks. We just haven't (laughs) bought it. Um, instead of a diffuser, we use parchment paper, That's which right. I mean, buying a diffuser probably saves more money in the long run. Probably. But, <laughs> but I think I like the parchment paper. It's super It's a rusty. good hack. Yeah. It is a good hack though. And we've used it as backdrops I a lot of times. I actually really like it as a backdrop. Yeah, no, I love it because it kind of gives it this like cloudy look. To yeah, it like there's the a texture almost. Yeah, it's not I too really flat. like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was using it. So we make our own photo boards as well, our backdrops. And uh, so we have this one where we just went to the hardware store, got like really cheap pieces of wood, put them all together and painted it. Um, We put a stain on it, then painted it white and like distressed it a bit. I put parchment paper over it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get this hazy look. It still comes through, Mm -hmm. but it's like a faded wood. I was like, wow, this looks great. (laughs) I find it so hilarious when you think back to how many like phases we've been through with our photography oh my goodness like we had a really dark phase (laughs) and then we found this spot on the kitchen counter with the tile background like wow this is great why have we not been doing this the whole time yeah now we've got a new spot we're like this is the best spot ever and then we also had a time where we're doing really busy photos where we had things everywhere in the photos and now we're like really simple really basic we go through a lot of phases yeah we maybe we don't really know what our style is yet i don't know honestly i just think like to me i'm just trying to make the food look as best as i can whatever that happens to be wherever that happens to be in the kitchen that we take the photo yeah but like i i honestly i don't think we have found our style yet i don't think so either i think we will eventually but i think we're having fun changing our style a lot yeah and we also work within a lot of kind of restrictions because we have a very small space that we shoot in like 10 by 10 yeah it's (laughs) tiny so there's Sometimes we'll see shots on Instagram or something like, oh, I want to do a shot like that. But but it, you need we, like a 10 by 10 space just for photos. Yeah. Not like s- that's also a kitchen and also your video space and also this and like. Exactly. So we have to get creative because we have these restrictions, which mm-hmm. I think has made us better. Because I think so too. We have to work with what we have. Well, that's right too. Like I, one of my favorite things, and maybe this is just like kind of cocky but like people are like when they're like oh your photos are so awesome like this is so cool and stuff and you're like no we actually just did this like you could take this photo Mm -hmm. we did this with pretty basic stuff and like it makes me feel good that people think they're professional photos Mm -hmm. like this is awesome we're actually kind of doing okay in this ridiculously small space with like not tons of light (laughs) yeah i know i always feel like ah they're not that great like i oh we always so so critical of our photos and sometimes it'll even be like on the day we shoot, we'll be like, oh, these photos are great. And then they'll get posted in a few weeks. And we're like, why did we what? think those were great? <laughs> yeah. What is this garbage? <laughs> I'm literally going through a little bit of that with a recipe that hasn't been posted yet. Well, actually, when this goes up, it probably will be. But the granola bars. Oh, okay. I like the photos. But when I went to edit them, I was like, these aren't turning out how I thought they would turn out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really liking them. So I'm thinking about reshooting them. Yeah. But I don't know yet. I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's super frustrating. <laughs> And then everyone else like, oh, your photos are great. I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah. No, I don't. Whenever someone's like, this one's so awesome. I was like, yeah, but this could have been done better. And the lighting's not very good. And they're like, what? And I was like, we're very critical. Yeah. Or if it's like too simple, I'm like, what is this? 
Yeah. We just put this down. We literally just put it on a plate. (laughs) We didn't even try. There's nothing interesting to this. But like, I think that's kind of what makes us improve is how critical we are about our photos. Because literally every time we're like, we're not making that mistake again. Mm -hmm. But we sometimes do. (laughs) I know. It's, I don't know. It's, I think it's okay to be a bit critical. Because if you're completely satisfied with a photo, I feel like there's nowhere to improve. And I think there's always somewhere to improve. Yeah. Like if you get comfortable, you stop trying. Yeah. Which I feel like. With our videos, it's a lot easier to get comfortable because yeah. the recipes are like such a formula. Like pretty, I know yeah. when you're sprinkling this and you're doing that, it's like, okay, there's only so many angles. So I always try to get creative. But then, I mean, you talked about it earlier today when you were watching somebody else's video. But when you're teaching something, you can't get too flashy with it. Yeah. Like people still have to be able to tell how to do something. Yeah, like they the, still have to be able to see the recipe. Exactly. The main focus is to show someone how to do it, not to make it look super fancy. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, it's okay that it's the same shot because it's showing how it's done. So that's why I like when we do something that's not a recipe where I can like try different stuff. Yeah. Because I still want my videography to improve. I don't want to get static and yeah. boring with that. <laughs> yes. But I'm still super critical of everything I shoot. I think we're all critical about literally i'm critical about every single thing we post i know right about everything <laughs> like i hate it or there's so many where like it's so weird because i'll like edit a photo it'll look amazing and then i post it on instagram i'm like that looked amazing what happened mm-hmm. to it <laughs> like i don't understand i know i don't it just bothers me so much <laughs> or i'll like watch other people's video and i'll be like how are you getting that to look so nice why can't i get Peter it McKinnon. yeah i know i'm I'm talking about you, Peter. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to everybody else who you thought I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, why can't I just get it that next level up? Like, he literally makes pouring coffee look like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I've gotten a lot of skills from him, like the way I move and slow-mo yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like, how come I can't get it to that next level? My only thought is, I, maybe I need to try a different lens, different camera. Like, it can't be me. <laughs> the camera now (laughs) (laughs) i honestly think a lot of it might come down to the space that we have yeah let's just blame the kitchen you're right it's all the kitchen's not ourselves we need a studio fund us so we can get a studio right (laughs) we don't even know what to do with that much space we'd probably still only use 10 feet (laughs) yeah we'd be like we have so much room for activities and then only use 10 feet (laughs) oh man um but other things so little hacks that we have there's a one point where we were using baking sheets as backdrops and we got that from peter mckinnon yep we get a lot of stuff from peter mckinnon if you can't tell yeah um but yeah we were using baking sheets we were using sliders at one point yeah for a lot still pull out the sliders every once in a while but we used to use it a lot more i think yeah but again the slider is difficult because we don't we don't have the space space for it it's a tiny slider but it's still so awkward with how little space we have yeah because like my kitchen has like no counter space and that's the biggest issue and like i have a big kitchen table but the kitchen table isn't close enough to the The window so (laughs) we can't really do anything with that um but again that has forced me to get really good with my handheld motion mm-hmm. so yeah. i mean that's a bonus yeah you got steady hands now i do it's muscle memory now it's all in the core <laughs> um so we also make our own backdrops uh, or i guess boards yeah um so i mentioned before we made one with just like wood thing i think that what cost us 30 bucks maybe yeah maybe max and then i just made one out of plywood and drywall putty yep 
and then some different paint colors that costs maybe 30 bucks but that includes like buying the paint which obviously mm-hmm. there's leftovers of that yeah. so and like photo backdrops are expensive so make your own yeah and you just follow tutorials you yeah bite on shot. youtube right yeah the bite shot has this awesome tutorial for backdrops and those were awesome and the wood one was just basic i didn't need a tutorial for that so yeah. um but yeah no making your own backdrops that make it unique to your style is always good like we have backdrops that are a little lighter now because that's apparently what we're shooting now yeah, that's what we're into. <laughs> um but yeah, so creating your own backdrops kind of helps you bring out your own style too. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of surfaces in my house that would have been pretty. Yeah. Like I have a gorgeous wood table, but because it's so old, the stain has turned orange. Yeah. And it just would not look good. Mm-hmm. So like we had to kind of create our own backdrops for that. But like, what were we using before? Oh, we bought a $10 Ikea desktop. Yeah. That's what we were using before. And we before. covered it in like chalkboards, yeah, contact so paper. Ikea has just like a basic desktop for like $10, I think. And one side is white and the other side is just unfinished wood or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And we covered the unfinished side with chalkboard contact paper so that we had a dark side and a light side, which I don't think we ever use the light side very, very much. Very rarely. We use the chalkboard side most yeah. of the time. And then we also bought tiles. The floor tiles. Yeah, which we don't use anymore at yeah, all. Yeah, because then it looks like you put food on the floor. <laughs> if there's one thing I'll tell to beginners, please, people can tell when you've put your food on the floor oh, and you're yeah. taking a photo of it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird. It, it's very weird. Actually, anything you do in a photo where it's like, why is that there? Or why have you yeah, done it that, that way? Is, actually, that is something as a beginner video or photo make sure everything in it has a purpose yeah otherwise it's like hilarious (laughs) we've done that before where we're like what the fuck are we doing this doesn't make any sense to me in here um so like make sure if it's not in the recipe it would be something you used for the recipe or something that complements the recipe in some way so like make sure it all has a purpose or else like i've seen so many photos on instagram where i'm scrolling through i'm like why is that in the background it makes no sense it's so funny you just get like disconnected because like stories and videos are stories um photos and videos are supposed to be stories Mm -hmm. in some way so like when you put something that just does not belong people just get confused and they lose focus from what you want people to be looking at Mm -hmm. and they know that you're like trying hard to make it interesting yeah whereas you shouldn't have to try hard yeah exactly look like you're trying hard yeah no it should look pretty like it should just look like a setting yeah like it shouldn't look that staged it shouldn't look like you're just throwing things in there to look busy because something was empty in the corner Mm -hmm. it should look like it's just someone who's lived there basically um but yeah no that's one of the things that (laughs) i you can get caught up in but remember if it doesn't have a purpose in there at all in the recipe or person or whatever you're shooting take it out yep. it does not belong because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes for a hilarious photo <laughs> we should do a photo series that is like that yeah just random objects that don't belong yeah. at all <laughs> name the object that doesn't belong <laughs> oh man um now i i guess we could talk about like artificial light but we don't really have experience in that no like that's something we're trying to dabble in now yeah like we mentioned we're about to buy lights after two years i mean yeah we should have bought lights way earlier than we did because those canadian winters really get us well do you want to talk about audio oh any intro audio audio so we started with a few different things yeah we had we've experimented with audio a lot <laughs> we're bad at audio we just still disclaimer. don't have, 
<laughs> this is our podcast where we still don't have audio figured out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Disclaimer, we still don't know what the hell we're doing with audio, but this is what we've learned kind of so far. And like our kind of what we've gone through so far. Mm-hmm. What did we start with? Did we use one of your brother's shotgun mics? Was that what we started and we with? Had a, and we just attached it underneath little, us, basically. Yeah, and a little Zoom recorder. Yeah. And then we got rid of the shotgun and we just used the Zoom recorder. Yeah. And then... Did, did we get the lav mics? I think we switched to the labs right after Oh, that. I think for a while we had only the lav mic for you doing the recipe recap. And then we did the Zoom for both of us. Oh, we did voiceovers for a while, oh, remember? Oh, yeah. And we did voiceovers with the so, Zoom. Yeah. We did voiceovers for a while. Um, and then we finally got to the lav mics, which we're still trying to figure out. So yeah, we don't. We have very basic uh, Rode lav mics that plug into eighty our, bucks each. Basically, yeah, they plug into our iPhones. I have two iPhones, like my old one and my new one, and that's what we record our audio to. <laughs> which oh, it's not, not the ideal. Best. No, but it's better than the camera. Oh yeah, it's a lot better than using almost, your camera's audio. Almost any. <laughs> audio upgrade will be better than your in-camera audio yeah. that's something that like is i don't think people realize how important audio is yeah and like i wish we were better at audio because yeah. i think our videos could be so much better with yes. proper audio but we're definitely not the worst audio on youtube and that it's it's a hard video to watch when you're just using your camera's audio and mm-hmm. like it's not saying that like the content itself is bad but it takes away from your content when the audio is bad yeah a lot of people say people will put up with poor quality video but it's really hard to look past bad audio because mm-hmm. it it does break you out of the moment yeah. more and it's so easy to be like oh the camera mic is good enough but it's really it's not. not and it's not meant to be either no, yeah. it's meant to be like a backup backup yeah if you lose all of your good audio exactly yeah yeah um, i i would always say i'd probably say invest in something early it doesn't have to be great mm-hmm. like clearly we didn't but like <laughs> but don't just work straight off of your camera audio yeah is there an intro one that you would recommend for someone who doesn't know anything about audio like us? <laughs> I mean, if you're alone, like if it's just you, yeah. our lav mics would be good for yeah, one person. Yeah, it's just because there's two of us. It's because yeah. there's two of us for picking up each other's audio and it's a nightmare. Uh, so Rode actually has a pretty good um, mic that you can hook up to your hot shoe on the top of your camera and plug into your mic input mm-hmm. on pretty much any DSLR. It's called the Video Mic Go and it's they're more uh consumer friendly lower priced mic option but i mean we use it for our vlogs that's the mic that we have plugged into the vlog camera i mean it's good it's light it's small it doesn't take extra batteries so those are all nice things i it's not good enough for me anymore (laughs) i really want to get the video mic pro because it does a way better job of taking out all of the background audio and it can narrow in on what you want it to narrow in on yeah so but for a beginner the Rode video mic go is an excellent it's, replacement it's definitely worked for us so far for the in-camera mic mm-hmm. and i mean a lot of youtubers have a voiceover mic because they do a lot of voiceovers yeah. in their like recipe videos and stuff like that so if you're just looking to do voiceover you can get a little like usb mic that yeah plugs into your computer you record audio to your computer and you're good to go I mean, that's what we're using for our podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're using right now. And we like these mics. 
these mics are pretty good they're not perfect um they have their flaws but for the price we paid yeah no they're like they were 90 80 90 bucks something like that yeah really cheap they're doing just fine for now for the most part so we're making do with all these different hacks we keep trying basically (laughs) because we can't afford the most expensive stuff yeah yeah we definitely cannot afford the most expensive stuff um one last thing i guess we should get into is just like software ah um so i'm trying to think you edited our photos to start I, in with the beginning yeah yeah what did you use photoshop you used photoshop okay yeah. um so i when i started taking over the photos um i use lightroom now all the time like mm-hmm. it's all i take because i take in raw which we haven't mentioned i would take in raw if i start f- photographing in raw as soon as you possibly can if your camera allows for it because like i did jpeg for a long time mm-hmm. until i kind of discovered raw and you have so much more freedom with raw yeah but i think start with jpeg because you can get a little overwhelmed with the softwares and raw so start with jpeg but then don't be afraid to go to raw when you're ready um but uh so i do lightroom now all the time but for a while i was editing like all our photos on my phone i know (laughs) um on snapseed which is a great yeah great app um and they worked pretty well the edits yeah like i was impressed with the edits i could get from snapseed and i still use snapseed a lot yeah um, but everything I edit now is in Lightroom and I wouldn't go back to editing fully on my phone again because, oh, you can tell computers are so much easier to work anyway. So and the quality I think is way better yeah. too, because it could get a little but bit But also like when I was editing in Snapseed, I was doing JPEG too. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. wasn't like exactly. now that I'm in raw, I'm using Lightroom all the time. Um, which apparently Snapseed actually can do raw really yeah that's a huge file to put on your phone right i know like, what i when i found out they did i was like what <laughs> i don't need my phone doing that no much. definitely not um but yeah so i use lightroom and i'd always i recommend getting used to i don't use photoshop much much but i would recommend knowing photoshop because you can do some different things depending on your photos what yeah. you're taking photoshop can definitely come in handy but i really like lightroom i use photoshop every day week for our thumbnails that's mm-hmm. how i make our thumbnails so yeah. you do still kind of need yeah. something like that for doing stuff like that mm-hmm. any kind of photo with text or yeah. graphic like if you need sometimes you need little graphic design stuff mm-hmm. too so yeah. photoshop is good for that yeah if you're just straight up editing a photo i think lightroom's pretty good yeah one thing to keep in mind we haven't really talked about uh especially with raw is storage mm-hmm. and how big your memory card is like oh, if you're shooting a big raw, memory card yeah if you're shooting raw those are pretty big files yeah. and then just experienced it today with a full card <laughs> yeah and then Gosh. if you want to keep those files you're probably going to need an external hard drive. hard drive yeah i i mean my hard drive isn't full but i know i'm going to need a new one because i'm switching everything over to my hard drive now so that our google drive mm-hmm. is clear because there's so much stuff in our google drive um but yeah my hard drive is only a terabyte but i know i'm going to need a new one soon so but then the other thing with carrying around your whole life on your portable hard drive is it's so risky oh my god i know this thing scares me all the time i'm so afraid to lose anything on this that's why i almost like want to put everything on the cloud but that's also another expense and oh it's expensive right like we upgraded our google drive what we pay 15 bucks a month no less it's not a monthly thing we do no yeah it's it's once a year i don't know how much it averages out to but like we had to upgrade because what it comes with like 15 gigs of space or something like that 50 i think 50 yeah okay but now we have 100 
and it still constantly fills up because we're constantly because we have to share pretty much everything other than videos Devin just takes all the keeps all the videos yeah but like all the edited photos are on there um I'm not putting any of the unedited photos on there anymore because they take up so much room um but all the edited photos podcast audio goes on there um anything that we need for the blog on top of that other photos any other side work that we do for photos and stuff for brands goes on there little mini promo videos are on there like there's a lot of stuff on there it all adds so we needed the extra room and it fills up super quick so get a hard drive especially if it's just one person get a hard drive for yourself that way because it's going to cost less than doing everything on the cloud i think Mm -hmm. but also back up everything guys oh my gosh yeah back up <laughs> i'm so bad at that I, me too i'm horrible at it but i want to make sure people know yeah don't be like us <laughs> don't be bad at this stuff like us because if i lose this hard drive pretty much everything's gone i need to buy another one so i can back up everything but i, I had like a mini scare when um we went to do a photo shoot in a video shoot for a brand and i came out took my uh sd card out of my camera and put it in my computer and no photos were showing up and like that wasn't even like i hadn't even transferred anything yet it was like what is happening yeah where is everything i'm like i we just spent the whole afternoon i took like over 300 photos where are they (laughs) failed them crisis averted but you know technology fails sometimes yeah even every time i go to like completely clear my memory card because i have to do that every time after we shoot yeah Every time I like triple check, okay, are the files actually in the folder? Oh my God. Is it safe to delete them from the That's card? That's honestly why, like my card doesn't get deleted after every time. And it's honestly because I'm so paranoid that I didn't upload it. So I like, I'll upload them and then like wait a week until I'm like, oh wait, I need more room. Can I delete these old ones? Okay, I did put them in there. <laughs> like, yeah, so many people do that. But honestly, I I can't live like that. I need to get it off the card because it just gets piled I up wish I much. got it off the card quicker than i do but it's just like i'm so paranoid that i I just accidentally didn't transfer everything over (laughs) one more thing i'll say about memory cards specifically for video since i'm assuming everyone's everyone's going to be shooting in hd is if you're buying a memory card for video it has to be class 10 so it'll have a little number 10 on it and that means that it's uh fast enough to properly record Mm. hd video to it got it and you want at least 16 gigs. That's like the minimum. Oh, my God. I remember at work interning during the summer. They would shoot in 4K a lot. And oh, oh my God. The number of like the amount of space 4K files take up is disgusting. I know. <laughs> like, so disgusting. It's like it's not worth it. Shoot, I know. <laughs> shoot in lesser quality because this is not worth it. <laughs> we can't go to 4K anytime soon because one, we'll run out of storage. Yeah. And two, my computer can barely handle our videos now. Yeah, you need a new computer. <laughs> uh, but oh. I guess that's another warning for software um, yeah. and video editing is that if you're doing just basic stuff, it, your computer should be fine. Like yeah. a lot of computers can handle it. Adobe Premiere is a good software, but once you get into a lot of color correction or animation and stuff like that, or the files are bigger, uh, even like slow mo stuff. So yeah. if, it's, if I'm converting it to slow mo, it will take a toll <laughs> on your computer. Your computer will slow down and get real hot. I also, as much as I hate to admit it, mac 
Oh my God, I never thought she'd say this. I was using I was using Apple all throughout my internship this summer. And I have a PC at home, an Asus, and I love my Asus. But it just works so much better on Mac. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot better. It's, I don't know, it just to me it just felt a lot nicer. I hate the camera. I, I, the camera. I'll hate the computer. I'll never use it for anything else. Mm. But for editing, go with Mac. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Like for editing photos or video? Photos. Okay. I mean, I don't really... I'm video. I've only edited video on Mac, mm-hmm. so I liked it for that too. Yeah. I assume you do too because you have one. Yes. But <laughs> no, yeah, I liked working on the Mac for editing things. That's nice. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever buy one because they're way too expensive for me, but... I I think you'll get there. Well, I know I have to work. I have to work on a Mac for my new job too, so... Everything is Mac, and I'm tired of it. Bring I, back PC. <laughs> I mean, in the video editing world, it's I know. pretty even across Mac and PC. Yeah. Because a lot of Macs, I guess, unless you get, like, the highest end Mac, they can't always handle the yeah. video stuff. So a lot of people will just, like, do a custom-built PC because mm-hmm. then it has everything you need Which to. Which is probably something I'd recommend, too. Honestly, it's something I'm looking into now. Yeah. Um, me and my boyfriend are looking to get to build a pc uh for ourselves that has just the things that we need it for Mm because we don't need a lot of the extra things that go into computers Mm -hmm. we're just looking for stuff that works for what we want it to work for so Mm -hmm. sometimes i wonder what it would be like to have a computer that could like smoothly handle video editing (laughs) oh it would be so nice because the lags and overheating and let me tell you at least (laughs) once a week I have an export that crashes. Well, how old is your computer? Uh, I got it when I started school, so four years old. Started okay. college. I thought sorry. I was older than that. But it's still pretty old for a computer nowadays. It's really not that old. No, it's not it's that, that old. old. I just, I don't know why I can't handle everything. I feel like nowadays it's old. Maybe, just because yeah. I don't think technology is designed to last anymore. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty good discussion on photography and video. Yeah. Did we miss anything? Probably. Probably We could talk about it for a long time. Yeah. All of our trials and tribulations. Because we like barely got into video editing. No, I know. Well, I mean. photo editing too. We, yeah. We could do a whole new podcast on editing. Because it's a completely different monster. Oh, yeah. How long? Okay. Let's just briefly talk. How long does a video edit take you? Just Uh, say, how long is a typical one of our videos? Like for a recipe video? Yeah um i mean unless it's like a really long because some of our recipes are more complex than others on average but a simple one takes me probably four and a half hours how long is that how long are our videos (laughs) i know i watch every Mm. week but i don't know how long i'm watching for i think they range between eight to 13 minutes okay so like an average 10 minute long video takes four four and a half hours probably yeah guys it's a hobby (laughs) (laughs) it's a hobby and that do- and that also does not count the amount of time that I just set my computer to render and have to walk away <laughs> and literally cannot use my computer <laughs> for the next hour. No, not even exporting, just mm. rendering so that I can yeah. watch the video to make sure that it actually looks good. <laughs> and then I do the export, which takes like two hours. Guys, video is so much fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But video is fun. Uh, I've been able to experiment more with it this summer, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I constantly just want to be able to do more, but it also is so time-consuming. Yeah, that's the thing it's that just... I like about photo, 
is that I think it's less time consuming than video is, yeah. especially post. Mm-hmm. Like video edit or photo editing, if all the lighting is properly done and the lighting's pretty even throughout your like series of photos, edits become easier every photo you edit, mm-hmm. especially in Lightroom where you can just copy and paste. Yeah. Um, so uh that's the one thing that I like was super annoying about video when I was doing it this summer. I was like, oh my god, this is so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I just need it to stop. <laughs> you have to like watch through everything you shot to find like the piece of the shot oh, you want to use. I know. Which I mean I know how I shoot and I can kind of usually remember which take I want and stuff like that. So it's it's not so bad. But again, the other thing with video is that you can't do it passively. Like I can't be listening to something else. I can't oh, be watching yeah. no, something else. Oh, you have else. to like fully focus. Yeah, it demands my full attention. So sometimes that's the most exhausting mm-hmm. thing about it because I want to be able to like have something else on Podcast the background. Podcast on or yeah. something. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. And so not that this would happen tons of times um but like when i was working this summer we had to edit a video that someone else shot and we weren't a part of the planning at all Mm -hmm. and like the person was no longer at the company so we couldn't ask them what the idea of the video was they're Mm -hmm. like here's all the footage make a video and i was like um what's the storyline they're like we don't know this person was working on it and they're not here anymore Mm -hmm. and i was like okay and like we literally had to go through hours of yeah. footage and i was like oh my god i have to figure out a story from all this now and they need it by tomorrow <laughs> like what is happening yeah it, and it didn't even go up we spent all this time editing video and it did not go up no yeah i know i actually i've done that a couple times where i've edited other people's footage and sometimes that's like more interesting and more exciting for me because it's it's like like a puzzle yeah you find (laughs) the story and you're like oh okay that's really good oh my gosh look it works with this piece those (laughs) go together really well and i don't know it's kind of fun but it is a lot more time consuming oh yeah yeah it took your own so long like the shittiest thing ever is that they gave this to us they're like we need a rough by the end of the day i'm like by the end of the day i was like we don't even know what this footage looks like Mm -hmm. we don't even know if the footage is good Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and it hasn't been color corrected or any of that stuff like i'm like this is a lot of work to do yeah like i don't know which takes are good i don't know what you want the story to be i have to create a story and edit a rough in one day (laughs) yeah and like when it comes to video i mean to do a good video it's not just the footage it's do you need animations Mm -hmm. do you need an opening title do you need these like filler things there's so many little pieces that can go into a good video but you gotta do them (laughs) i know all right we've talked a lot we love it yeah i know we love it (laughs) that's why we just talked an hour about it (laughs) um but yeah if you like this one and would be interested in hearing more about maybe the actual editing process of photo and video, I think we could easily talk for another hour about it. <laughs> and it would be a lot of fun. It would be so cool to do a TMG workshop one day. Yes. Anybody interested? Let us know. Yeah. Would anybody come to our workshop? <laughs> if we, we know held what it, we're talking about. If I we swear. held it in Toronto, Ontario, <laughs> um, let us know on TMG Unfiltered the Instagram account Mm -hmm. um, if you would come to that because I think it would be so much fun just a beginner's workshop type thing I think it would be a blast Mm -hmm. I agree and it'd be so cool to see what other people shoot like if if you brought footage already like imagine it was a workshop where like bring some footage film some footage and we'll walk through some editing aspects Mm -hmm. of it be so cool to see what other people could do it would be right I feel like we'd learn more than they would. (laughs) 
and the filming aspect too mm-hmm. imagine going around toronto just doing different filming exercises would be so much well fun. but would we want it to be food specific because I, I, I think so if we, you didn't have a theme to it yeah. it would be harder for everyone but i mean a food specific could be restaurant still yeah it could be i would start with the recipe though I think that's way easier for a beginner to grasp because there's a formula to it. That is quite uh, the amount of space we need for this workshop. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is ambitious. <laughs> Very ambitious. We're just throwing it out there Anybody into the universe. Anybody has some, like, cooking school stations they want to lend to us? We'll just, like, bring in some cooks to make some stuff and make people film it while they make it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just let us know if there's a company out there that would like to partner with us. I think we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. All right. That's (laughs) going to be all for this episode of TMG Unfiltered. Be sure to, I mean, if you're interested in all these photos and videos that we've been talking about that we produce, be sure to check them out on our blog and our YouTube channel. We are Two Market Girls and twomarketgirls.com. And then on Instagram and Twitter, still Two Market Girls. (laughs) All that fun stuff. Yeah. TMG underscore unfiltered is our other instagram account where we just do whatever we want yeah it's slowly building i think we're still trying to figure out what it is for ourselves too yeah it's just kind of for fun yeah um but yeah subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and if you have suggestions or feedback be sure to send that along we'd love to hear it and thanks for listening bye bye